through the table. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Pro wrestling from a fan's perspective. I love video games and pro wrestling. With three fans who know how to talk some trash. None of these cross-eyed mouth breathers deserve to hear this voice. I guess it's time to take out the trash. Puppy dogs of all ages. Here it is. Time once again for another turnbuckle trash. Joining us from North Carolina, it is James Christopher Evans, the original trash head. Hi, uh, Chris. Chris. At least we got the names correctly. Uh As we as we light the ceremonial cigar, just like Rush Limbaugh does every time. Let's get into turnbuckle trash real quick and see what we can get going. At least, uh, at least you don't have formerly nic- nicotine-stained fingers. <laughs> no, the, the, that was, yeah, isn't that what Rush used to say? Yeah, the, the, yes. yeah, you know, a little cigar there, there, and Zane is joining us this uh, this very moment from Manti, Utah, the Zane O'Mac Show. Slower than molasses at wintertime. <laughs> hey, if I wanted, if I wanted your opinion, I'd give it to you. <laughs> Hey, that yeah. sounds like a liberal. Oh, oh, I didn't say that. So, oh, oh, put a bow. Come, Nancy Pelosi. I know. You know, we're we're all a little bit on the conservative side here, so we can do that. And it's just a joke, people. Lighten up, lighten up, yeah, lighten up. Do that, Dave. I know, I know, I know. Hey, by the way, before we get going too much, I want to thank both of you very much. Uh, Chris had sent me at Christmas time a very nice present. He sent me an AWE uh, championship belt. AEW. One of eight. I always do that, don't I? AE. AEW. I always should just call them All Elite. Uh, All Elite Wrestling uh, Championship belt. It's one of those kids' belts, but it looks so cool. I mean, it is awesome looking, so sparkly. And also a autographed picture of Bill Super, Superstar Dundee and the Boogie Woogie Man. Uh, Jimmy Valiant together, and it's just so awesome. So thank you, Chris. Not a problem. And then now, when now when when were they a team? <laughs> How many times were they a team? That's more of the question. Shoot, go yeah. right ahead, please. Uh, and then this afternoon, this very afternoon, in the mail comes a box from Manti, Utah, and inside the box was uh, Adam Page from All Elite Wrestling, one of his action figures, a coin of Hulk Hogan, and then the complete miniseries of Batman versus and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, not versus. And get this, guys, uh, and Zane, you, you knocked me for a loop on this one. A Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures number one, which was actually Ooh. autographed. Ouch. So, Zane, no. you knocked me for a loop. That was so, right. so awesome, man. So i got to tell you a quick story about that. Are we kind of a pop culture pod, too? Yeah, right? we are, yes. A little bit. Sure. So that, that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So a couple of years ago when we first moved down here, they, they do a really cool car show down here every year. Um, Ed Big Daddy Roth. Uh, Ed Big Daddy Roth was famous in um, – you know, he was very famous in in California, L.A., 
for uh, and he worked with Hot Rod Magazine and 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 a lot of these uh, back in the 70s and stuff. And he would draw those those uh, the pictures of the rat rat rods. Oh, the rat yeah, like the rat think stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Ed Ed Big Daddy Roth is the founder of Rat Think. Okay. And Ed Big Daddy Roth um, moved to Manti, Utah, of all places. Wow. He spent his last um, I don't know, several years here, and <laughs> he became a Mormon <laughs> and, and moved to Manti, Utah. Stop the world. I want to get all <laughs> good for him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he, uh, but so we, we were at this car show, and, and my boy had a TMN t shirt on. And the, the Ed Big Daddy Ross son says, Hey, that's a cool shirt. He says, Let me introduce you to somebody. And so he introduced us to this artist, and and as it turns out, this artist, um, you can look up his name online, and he and he's really, really done a lot. He's done stuff with Disney. He's done stuff. Um, he's been all over the place, but he does kind of retired now, and so he does uh, rat think stuff. And uh, so he worked. He was the artist on that uh, that particular comic book edition that you have, Dave. Wow. Um, so I mean, it's probably not worth, you know. I mean, like money wise, it's probably not worth anything. But it's kind of cool to, you know, that he was the, you know, the one that drew that, and and it it was kind kind of a for its time, it was kind of controversial because it um the 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 first the first few episodes uh, episodes started with um like just kind of following the TV show. Uh-huh. But then they started, they were like, hey, we don't want it this to be a repeat of the TV show. So they started uh, going in other way bizarre directions. So the further it got into the series, the more bizarre it got. And anyways, just kind of a little side story there. Well, it's a number one, and it was autographed, and I absolutely loved it. So thank you very, very much for to both of you for uh, making me smile a little bit, and I do appreciate it, Good. guys. I really do. So, well, happy That's retirement. The best thing to do. Yes, happy retirement. Yeah, I've been so, officially anyways, retired so, for three so, weeks now. So, no, thanks, thanks for putting up with me through that little side jaunt there. I just wanted to tell a little story of the background of that that particular deal. But let's get into some pro wrestling. I don't know what you guys think. I, don't, <sighs> I mean, I'm ready. It's a it. pro wrestling podcast. Yes, Did you know that. Yes, it is. I didn't know. Did Chris know that? I thought it was a cooking network show myself. <laughs> as much as I talk about what have, I'm eating. <laughs> I have cooked on the show before. Remember yes, that? Last time you were, yeah. <laughs> you were cooking pork chops, and you didn't yeah, send any you. our way, man. Hey, uh, they wouldn't have been pork chops by the time they got here. Yeah. Been, they would have been science experiments. Yeah. You know, ahead, uh, yeah. this past Sunday night on the WWE Network, they had NXT TakeOver vengeance day and i think all three of us saw it and all three of us were messaging at the time what a show i it was so blasted good what do you guys think yes it was oh dude. Zane, go ahead. you know it was just action-packed man from the very from the very <laughs> get-go it was just just super super action-packed i mean uh God, I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin. To pick a pick a topic, Dave, and let's go. Let's let's shoot on it. Okay, let's let's talk about uh, real quickly. 
what you thought was the match of the night. Um, Zane or Chris, either, let's go with Chris first. I thought it was uh, Finn Balor and Pete Dunne. I loved it. Oh. I loved it. It was a back-and-forth match. Those two were going at it. And the moves, and, the, and it was so crisp, and the storytelling in the ring was good. But it was, it was just something that it was like a breath of fresh air, basically, to see that in a wrestling match. The only thing that I had a problem with is the stinking uh, – the, the, the TVs of the Thunder or whatever. That's not a Thunderdome. It's a mini Thunderdome, yeah. I guess. That's the Capital Wrestling Alliance is what they call that. So, Oh, well. But didn't you cringe yeah. every time that Pete Dunne would take uh, uh, Finn Balor's hand and spread his fingers apart oh. or move his wrist back mm-hmm. and just pop them? And, you know, and Finn sold it so well that his hands were – it was – it was just great storytelling. Zane? Well, you know, and you know, there was so many in that. I, I was talking to my boy, you know, me and my boy watched that together. And it, there was so many high-risk moves in that match mm-hmm. that there was times that I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, like there was so many high-risk moves that, like, it just made me, like, hold my breath and hope that somebody wasn't gonna you know get hurt uh-huh I, I mean talk about the the timing and the planning on some of those high-risk moves uh, you do no you, two ordinary guys getting in the ring could not pull that off no i mean that has to be done by guys that know each other guys that work well together you know there has to be so much involved in order to trust them and know that the timing is going to be right and and to be able to, to accomplish those moves, man. God, that's it, one thing that sticks out in my mind, man. It was spectacular. Yeah. Spectacular. I mean, and then when, when uh, Pete Dunn kept on stomping on Finn Balor's hands, uh, you know, how did that uh, not just uh, really hurt? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, um, one thing I want to talk about, Dave, is, is uh, I mean, uh, I just we've we've mentioned this several times, and I, God, I, I hope that that our followers and fans, and all twelve of them, will forgive me of <laughs> my broken record. You know, um, but dude, the the women's wrestling in NXT. Uh, uh, on real, uh-huh. man. That first match, Io Shirai, uh, Tony Storm. Uh, I mean, what, uh, dude? Dude, I mean, how good was that? That match. You know, I was talking to my wife about that today, and you know, they say on the commentary that NXT's women's division is the best in all of wrestling and I got to I got to agree from top to bottom they have some real stars there. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's and it's talent too, man. It's not just like it's like oh, Charlotte Flair again, you know, or it's not, it's you know they, like there's uh, they uh, I mean like yeah, I They're taking the words uh, right out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, it really because you know like like Tony Storm I've never seen her a lot, and so, I mean, and and to watch somebody like that, and just be like, holy crap, she was so good. And Io Shirai, dude, just super, super good. And 
Um, How about that spot when I'm, she I'm, climbed up on top of that light standard and she was gosh. halfway going up and then she jumps off down onto Tony Storm and oh. uh, Martinez? I mean, <laughs> it was I it was it was jaw dropping. I mean, really, I, I was like, Ugh. unreal. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, just just all all around um, quality, quality, quality match, man. Yeah. Super, super good, you know. And then, you know, we we go from that. I mean, and it just it was nonstop, dude, nonstop action, right from that into Johnny Gargano versus Kushida. Uh, and and I remember you text you texted me during that match, Dave, and you were like, dude, watch Kushida, you're gonna love him. And holy crap, he's Unreal. good, isn't he? Oh man, it, it it was. It was it was perfectly done. Then the twist and the turns they had in the show, perfect. I mean, we all uh, you know rave about AEW all the time, and, and and but NXT, and who cares about the ratings and everything like that? But yeah. NXT that night took and stole the show. They it did. Was, oh, for sure. They they stole the for show. Sure. Well, you know sure. the, you know, the and, uh, go ahead, Zane. Go ahead, Dave. No, I was just going to comment on the the. Um, how another lost art is tag team wrestling, man. Yeah. And they proved they proved Sunday night that tag team wrestling is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the, the tag team wrestling that night was incredible as well on the women's side and the men's side, dude. Right. Oh, it, was, it was excellent. Go ahead. Well, you, you know, uh, you guys, uh, for years, I've been talking about Ring of Honor and how much I've enjoyed Ring of Honor over the years. And just just think about this. At the same time, uh, Kushida was there, and then you had uh, Sinsuke Nakamura was there. Uh, you had Kevin Owens. You had Sami Zayn. You had the uh, now Damian Priest. And then you had uh, the entire Undisputed Error, which we'll get more into them. So you know how people talk about how a, uh, All Elite is, is stealing all the talent from WWE? No, the WWE stole all the talent from Ring of Honor, guys. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, I saw a thing. Do you remember when uh, well, CM Punk was there and <laughs> yeah, and Daniel Bryan was there? And, That's right. And like some, I saw like me a meme or something one time. It was like ROH making WWE champion since you know some date. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. Huh. <laughs> And, and and we'll get back into NXT in just a little bit, but then I wanted to also give uh, some props to ROH. They're one of the, the people that has really done well, as far as I'm concerned, with what they've been doing for their studio wrestling without audience there. They, they took the opportunity to bring back what they call the Pure Championship, and uh, they, had a, uh, they had a tournament that was so good you know, there were certain rules for it, like it was a 20-minute time limit. You could only have so many breaks on the rope. If you were used a closed fist, you had one warning. Second time, you were disqualified. There were, oh, yeah. you know, it was more supposed to be pure wrestling. But it turned into being excellent storytelling as Jonathan Grisham, the octopus, moved through the ranks and became the pure champion. Uh, you know, hats off to ROH for that one. That it was really good. How have you been watching ROH? I mean, don't they have their own network or something? Like, tell me about that a little bit. Well, on ROH, uh, you can go online to roh.com 
and watch their current product. You, it's like a week or two behind from um, what is on uh, the oh, what's the Sinclair Broadcasting Network. Yep. is where most of theirs is on. So there is a channel out of Salt Lake City that runs ROH. Uh, I think KJAZ does, like on Saturday night, 11 o'clock. And then there's uh, one of the other uh, offshoot channels uh, in the digital realm from Salt Lake City also runs at like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. So that's how I'm getting ROH. And, but you can go on to ROH.com and watch their TV program about a week or so behind what is being shown on the Sinclair Network. And, uh, you know, it's pretty cool. They also have a streaming service that I'm going, eh, you pay for the streaming service and you get all this content. And when it comes to their pay-per-views, you get it at a discounted price. No, thank you. Uh, no. Yeah, well. Mistake on their part. That is a mistake. It is. But, I mean, guys, Ring of Honor is just – Ring of Honor was, was good – but it's lacking luster a little bit. It's almost like uh, it, it's almost like impact somewhat. But they've got good storytelling in Ring of Honor. So. Yeah, you know, Ring of Honor, you know, has has slipped back a little bit. They've brought in some uh, pretty good names now. Uh, one that I really have enjoyed over the years watching it is Bateman, who was a big star in uh, oh, yeah. Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. He's now a big star there. So. Uh, I, I really, I think, you know, it's how you develop your stars and how you take with what you have and, and, and do that storytelling. But yeah, I mean, since, I mean, you've got all these really huge stars that were in ROH now WWE. Uh, yeah. It's, it's going to hurt a little bit. I, 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 was, I, I can't remember where I, if I read it online or if I saw it or something, they said that AEW is, is stale and it's been stale since for a year now. Not like did it, did it, there's been no new developments and no new stars and nothing new, no good storylines. Uh, that that it, that it's um, its luster has worn off and it's just another promotion now. No big deal. What what do you think about that, Chris? You want to take this one first, then I I have something to say about that. Well, I don't think it's really lost its luster. They're still developing their stars and. Cody is taking a back seat basically and not really he's putting stars oh he's putting undercard people over. Right, he is. Uh so losing its luster when um, it had its luster when it started up and we all knew that with time when they're gonna stub their toe as some as the magic ball a magic crystal ball said, and they did stumble a little bit, but they did come back and they're doing just fine. Slow down, give them a couple more years. Good lord! There, you know, Isn't Zane. That funny why they, they, they why do? Uh, and and you know, not that they're relevant or anything, but it's like, you know, why do they? Why do people insist on like not enjoying the product for what it is? Like we've talked about that a lot too. It's like, why does everybody gotta find like, oh, NXT the ratings are down or or you know. uh impact somebody says something controversial or you know it's like like everybody's always got to find something wrong with the professional wrestling state right now it's like for hell's sakes why not find something good like like nxt was a quality show and and you know there's a lot of quality things 
going on right now in wrestling. But it's like every time you turn on somewhere, it's got to find something wrong, and I don't get it. Well, it's you know what it is. It's people trying to be relevant on social media. Amen. You know, and yeah, and you know, we we say this is a show for fans by fans because we're not experts, but you know, we are experts in certain areas. And what we are expert in is being fans of professional wrestling. We are fans yeah. of good storylines. We are fans of good performances. And we are fans, you know, if WWE does something good, we're going to say they did something good. If the WWE does something bad, we're going to say they did something bad. All Elite Wrestling today, I had this conversation with my wife, okay? This very conversation, we were talking about how All Elite isn't quite as fun as it was just a couple of months ago. A couple of months ago, they had the Orange Cassidy bit going on with Chris Jericho, which was so much fun with the orange juice dropping on top of Jericho and that that white jacket turning different shades of orange. And they were talking about it smelling like it was a demon seed from oranges. And it was it was fun. And they want to make it pay for the the suit or something. Yeah, the jacket cost $7,500, and he was going to make him pay for it. And that orange, uh, now I'm not a drinker, so I can't remember what it's called, Mormosa, which orange juice and champagne. Oh, yeah. They Mm -hmm. did that match. It was so much fun. But they're, they're not quite as much fun stuff in there as of yet. They did a, a fun little bit with the marriage uh, last week and Miro and Orange Cassidy and uh, uh, Chuck. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember his name now uh, from Best Friends. Mm. And that was okay. But where they're missing out on is when Chris Jericho was doing commentary every week. It was funny and it was also very much pertinent because he would praise a wrestler that he had had a feud with. And then he would say, but I still can't, I just hate that guy. And he had this this thing going on with a, a, a mid-card guy, a guy that I haven't even seen in months, uh, and he was Pineapple Pete. He was out there in the audience wearing a Hawaiian shirt, and he called him Pineapple Pete. He goes, I hate that guy. And it was funny, and it was it was just fun. Now, you know, I will agree it's slipping back a little bit, but I still love watching All Elite. I mean, I really do. And these people that want to complain about every promotion, they just need to get a freaking life is what they really need to do. That's true. Oh. But let's go back to WWE because we had a surprise that even my jaw dropped. <laughs> there's, a new, there's a new person in the mix. And his name is Uncle David. Go ahead. Well, we had to say it the way he does it now. L.A. Knight, the former Eli Drake. None of these cross-eyed mouth breathers deserve to hear this voice. He that is was signed. An interesting. That's a big signing right there because he is not only good, he's a potential superstar for the WWE. So hats off to them. I mean, this guy has the charisma, he has the body type, he has the swagger, he's a great heel. 
I don't think mm-hmm. he's quite as good as a as a face, but he's he's got that. Oh, let me let me just put this: a young Ric Flair, the way he strutted around back in mm-hmm. the old uh, WCW days, and even yep. before that, how he would strut, style, and profile. Eli Drake to me has that kind of charisma. Not saying he's another Ric Flair, but he's going to be another mm-hmm. L.A. Knight. And I think done right. Once again, they got to write him right, and he's got to perform. I think he could be a huge, huge star. Um, Go ahead. So do we, know, we know the status with NWA. I mean, did did, did are they done? Are they? I mean, because I know he was quite a, you know. He was quite a, uh, um, you know, a big player there in NWA, but I, I don't know um, what. Well, has... Power is supposed to come back. Yeah, Power is supposed uh, to come back. And let me let me uh, let me do this real quick, guys. Okay, Richard uh, Davidson, who's on our Facebook page, and uh, he's a big wrestling fan. This guy is a wrestling fan, not a WWE fan. He is a wrestling fan like us. And on Facebook, we were talking about that a little bit, about the NWA has lost uh, Eli Drake. They've lost, um, oh. Uh, they lost James Storm. James Storm. There's a bunch of former M- NWA guys that were there when the pandemic started. So are they going to be able to survive with Nick Aldis being their champion? Uh, you know, uh, it's going to be tough because you've got to have some star power there. And they've mm-hmm. lost a lot of their star power. But remember, they had the question mark that was so big mm-hmm. right before that. And But Richard oh, yeah. and I were going back, and I, I said, one of the things they can do is try to develop younger stars and, and put them in the forefront right now. One of those stars was Royce Isaac, if you remember him. Great mm-hmm. performer. Yeah. Now, he's been released by the NWA. I don't know what he's doing right now, but – He's also been managed by our friend, the MK Bandit. Royce Isaac is another one. It's got great charisma, great worker in the ring. If they could bring him back and work him up to being, you know, having a program with with, uh, Nick Aldis or bringing in somebody else, but they're going to have to additionally bring in, (coughs) excuse me, they're going to have to bring in some of the older talent on occasion to put these guys over. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to have to have someone like the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton, maybe having a, another feud with a, a singles run with a younger performer and putting him over to make him a star. That's the mm-hmm. way the NWA is going to survive. As their current roster goes, they have a lot of holes to fill, but they still have some really good performers there, and I, I hope they can really pull it off. Yeah, I hope so too. You know, um, and it would be, you know, another thing that we've talked about too is like cross promoting. You know, if, if the end, of, you know, a lot of these companies by cross promoting too, that can help bring up a lot of that different talent. You know, like say if, if the NWA cross promoted with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood or, you know, something like that, that, that they could cross promote with to, to, to get some of that. You know, I don't know what do you, what do you call it? What would be the proper term that wouldn't be? I'd call it rub off heat. Get some heat both ways. Yeah, and it's... and also the guys that are just like you said, the guys that need 
a little bit of a little bit of crispness around the edges. You know, the guys that are up and coming and learning the ropes and the ring skills and stuff. You know, uh, um, you know, because because we obviously know the WWE. You know, that's the that's the those are the best of the best, man, and they they show it. Guys like Pete Dunne and Finn Balor showed that on Sunday, and I mean, you wouldn't see half those moves in a lower tier or a or a middle ground wrestling, you know. And that's oh, not I, meant to discredit anybody. That's not what I'm getting at here. It sounds like I'm discrediting, but that's not what I'm getting at. No, Chris. <clears throat> well, I mean. From what I saw, I, I, I mean, I saw a little, like a post or something on Facebook where it had the NWA, Impact, and AEW together. Now, if it was true, I don't know. Maybe somebody had put it together themselves. But I saw that one day on Facebook, and I was thinking, okay, they're all cross-promoting together. They're trying to work together. You know, the old territories are, are trading, you know, superstars. Uh-huh. But – it's really not going to work anymore. That 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 ship has sailed. Hmm. I mean, it's just not like. Could we but, ever see a? And you and I, Uncle David, you and I talked about this. Could we ever see Impact? I mean, the AEW and the WWE trading promote trading wrestlers and, and cross promoting. It's very doubtful. Okay, it's I'm going to have to. Di- I'm going to disagree with you, Chris. Okay, and I, this say. is the reason why, and it has to do with uh-huh. all elite wrestling. What's going on in all elite wrestling right now? Serena Deeb is the NWA women's champion, and she Mm -hmm. performs almost every week on all elite. And uh, then Thunder Rosa, the former Mm -hmm. NWA champion, is uh, right now uh, feuding with uh, Dr. Uh, Britt Baker. And they, Mm -hmm. they talk about her being the former NWA champion. Then you've got the Good Brothers, and uh, Kenny Omega reliving their days in New Japan as Mm -hmm. the Bullet Club, not calling themselves the Bullet Club now, but they uh, are together, and they're also bringing in the Young Bucks with that, and I think that's going to get into a feud there. So you've got Impact, NWA, Mm -hmm. then you're adding in there uh, with All Elite, and then last week, John Moxley is fighting against uh, Kenny Omega, and I mm-hmm. wish I could remember the guy's name, but it's uh, a wrestler that Moxley has attacked a few times over in New Japan. So now you have a New Japan wrestler that is going mm-hmm. after John Moxley's New Japan American Championship belt. So you do have that happening. You're having wrestling from New Japan on All Elite. You're also having... Impact, that is uh, doing Impact and also All Elite. All Elite's going to Impact because they're going to have the Tag Team Championship uh, going on Mm -hmm. there with an All Elite team and the Good Brothers. Then you got Kenny Omega, who is now the All Elite Champion, but he's also wrestling in Impact. And will he defeat Rich Swan for the Impact Championship? So you are seeing that right now, and it is creating... Uh, a little buzz in the wrestling industry. And some people don't like it, but I think you're seeing it, and I think it's nothing but positive for professional wrestling. Oh, I think it's positive. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad that they're doing But the one person that I want to see 
if they're doing this cross promotion is the IWGP heavyweight champion. I can't remember his name. If he does, if I do, I'll break my tongue because I can't pronounce it. Um, when I see him come over, then I'll, I'll, I will accept that because that means all four of these organizations are trying to do something that Vince can't do. Um, he can't cross promote. I don't know why he won't do it. He would bring in more money and everybody would prosper with this. Um, when you're a big giant like the WWE, you want to stand on top and you want to stay there. But one of these days, it's going to happen. The WWE is going to become just like WCW. It's just going to be a dust in the wind. So it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, Ashu is now the uh, champion of the IWGP. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I think he also is the Intercontinental Champion. You have John mm-hmm. Moxley as their United States Champion, and uh, Tanahashi is the one. And boy, Tanahashi. he is fun to watch. This guy is a lot of fun. And then uh, they have uh, their tag team champions. Uh, uh, it's uh, Tonga Loa and Tama Tonga. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they wrestle as the Gorillas of Destiny or what, but there's a lot of different wrestlers over there that are so good. And I think if all elite and impact want to increase their footprint, then that's the way they're going to have to go. They're going to have to do cross promotions. Maybe it's just one or two matches, or maybe it's even a pay-per-view between the two or three. I, I, I think it is something that they're experimenting with right now. I think it can be a very much a positive if they can keep egos in management out of it. That's going to be hard. That's going to be hard. I mean, I, I really don't know. I'm not there, but Zane, what do you think? Um, I, I, I'm in pretty uh, large agreement with Dave. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's, I, I don't know if like, um, like, you know, the whole, I, I think, I don't know if it's, I don't know, Dave, the whole invasion angle. Remember when they used to, you know, oh, so and so's invading. I, I don't think like is that was that what happened with AEW or or tell me about a little bit more of why they decided or how the. I think it's been it more changed. more of an individual. It hasn't been a, a like an invasion of a lot of talent uh, both ways. I mean, like you got the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega, who are on different promotions, right? Because you got the Good Brothers and Impact, and you got Kenny Omega, yeah, doing his thing in All Elite, but then you also have, uh, you got Kenny, um, not Kenny Omega, <laughs> just said about that, uh, John Moxley, who also wrestles in New Japan uh, at times, and I think it's going to be wrestler by wrestler, maybe yeah. not a full, not a full uh, invasion angle like they did. Uh, on the WWE with WCW Invasion, and then they tried it with the ECW. I don't think it's going to be that way. I think it's just going to be individual matches. Maybe somebody shows up uh, on Impact, and and you know maybe Moxley shows up there. Let's just say Moxley. Let's just say Hangman Adam Page. He just shows up on there. He says, I am here because I've got a problem with Moose. We've wrestled in the past. We never got it uh, completely done. I want Moose, and that's why yeah, I'm here. Yeah. yeah, that could work. That really could work. I think that's the one. Yeah. Instead of the full, full 
full invasion uh, storylines, which have worked, but uh, I think they're old, old school. Remember when? Uh, remember when Jeff Jarrett tried to do it with his promotion? Oh, that back? just failed, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Global Global Wrestling Federation. Yeah. yeah. What? It lasted yeah. about a, a minute, maybe thirty seconds. Yeah. I think I finally got rid of my Global Force Wrestling shirt. <laughs> well, I mean, if you go back on YouTube, if you go back on YouTube, the Memphis Wrestling Global Force is on Memphis Wrestling back in 1994, 95, uh-huh. when it was called Global Force, and they were trying to be like a Vince McMahon, and, and Jerry Lawler was trying to convince Memphis that this big company is trying to take over. Uh-huh. So, you know, Global Force has always been out there. And, and guys, man, I tell you what, wrestling is, is so hot right now. Even though this pandemic has, you know, weakened the ticket sales and everything, there's not been a – and we're, we're coming on the road to WrestleMania. So let's see what happens. Okay, I mean, Chris, I'm, I'm going to take Chris back in time a little bit real quick, okay? Go for it. How about the feud between Mid-South Wrestling or Memphis Wrestling and Texas Wrestling? Oh, there's a history. I mean, Eric Embry, which he was a wild man, uh, doing things in Memphis, and then Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee going down to Texas to feud with either the Freebirds or maybe it was against the Von Mm -hmm. Ericks or Gentleman Chris Adams coming up to Memphis. It was a great feud between two promotions there wasn't an invasion angle it was was they were saying we're better than you are and that and that Mm -hmm. was the and that could work too that we are a better promotion than you but but the thing of it was with memphis and texas everybody bought into it they thought this was the the thing to see and eric embry was the 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 greatest heel that you could ever get he wanted to be a baby face and he begged lawler to help him and Lawler was like, no, man, you're a snake in the grass. I don't want to mess with you. (laughs) So it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, like you said, Dave, one-on-one on on a one-on-one basis, that could work. But, um, you know, as we talk a little bit about what's been going on, and uh, if you guys don't mind if if I shift gears, a little bit here. I want to talk about something that was kind of, I think about when I was thinking about, me and Dave kind of talked about it a little bit. Sunday we, we saw that NXT you know, it, it's a force to be reckoned with. It, it's its own it's its own animal, man. And how many times though have we seen quality people in W or in NXT move up to the main roster and just completely get squashed do you have three hours no, go ahead no that's monday night raw we're not doing three sorry. hours here so <laughs> sorry go ahead you know i uh, i went back and looked at a, a couple of names okay look listen to some of these names alex riley adam rose neville now big star as pack no way jose austin aries wade barrett although he won a couple of championships he wasn't really a huge star there. Bo Dallas. Eli Drake used to wrestle in NXT years ago as Eli Drake. Then you have Elias, and I know that's going to get you going there, Zane. Ember Moon. And then you've oh. got Eric Young. 
Alexander Wolf Insanity, Ricochet. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're talking about releasing Ricochet now. Rich Swan mm-hmm. is now the Impact yep. Champion. Ruby Riot hasn't been used properly. Uh, Tessa Blanchard wrestled for the WWE for a while. That's just some of the names. Some of the names. It's unreal, yeah, isn't it? Uh, Alistair, Alistair Black. Alistair Black you know, is another one, yeah. Very, you know, I mean, I don't know. There's so many, you know, and I I, I don't know. You know, I completely forgot about A-Rai. You know, he was one of the originals, uh, mm-hmm. one of the original NXT uh you know, he did so good with the Miz when remember when he was the they did that mentor uh-huh. mm-hmm. oh, thing yeah. and, and and the Miz was Alex Riley's mentor and and that was a lot of fun but and then and then A Rai got hurt I think yeah I got injured a little bit yeah mm-hmm. yeah but yeah there's a lot of names man that that just I don't know and Johnny Gargano guys. Johnny Gargano has yeah. been quoted in the past as saying. He really doesn't want to get called up to mm-hmm. uh, to the main roster because he thinks he'll get buried up there. He doesn't. He isn't the prototypical uh, body type that uh, that Vince seems to like. I mean, Vince likes the big muscular guys, and and there's a, there's a place for that. But as we saw with Gargano and uh, on Sunday night, he can go. He can tell a oh. great story. He's a great heel. He's a great face. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a star, but he's afraid of being buried when he gets to the big roster. So he, he said he doesn't really want to go. So why do you think why did Finn Balor want to go down to NXT? I mean, it's a great fit for him. I mean, to be the top dog in NXT. I, I just Man, they just need some. They need a – they need a superstar face. They need somebody that the fans can get behind, like Adam Cole, baby. But they needed Finn Balor to come there. And I think what they're trying to do is make Finn Balor like the face of NXT. But there's so many new prospects that they can make the face of NXT. It doesn't have to be Balor. But Balor, once he came over to the, to the main roster, what happened? Yeah, he was the very first Universal Champion. And after that, we barely saw him. Yeah. Yeah, and the whole the whole uh, the demon thing didn't work well in the you know the bigger arenas and stuff. The the demon no, thing really worked never in worked. the yeah, it worked really you know really well in that smaller venue that mm-hmm. you know NXT is in, and that was kind of to me the demon thing. Yeah, I did. I don't know. What do you think, Dave? Well, uh, I just saw today that uh, Finn Balor was saying there is the possibility the Demon King could come back, but if you guys will remember. They were going to be doing a, a show, one of the pay-per-views, and I can't remember which one, but it was going to be the Demon King against Bray Wyatt as Sister Abigail. Yeah. And they were going to oh, do that. Yeah, yeah remember oh, at that yeah. point, that's when uh, Bray was exposed to, um, I don't know, it was MRSA or something Meningi- like that. Meningitis. Yeah, meningitis. meningitis. Yeah, meningitis. and he was men- uh, was not cleared. So I think it was Halloween Havoc, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. or it was around Halloween. And then what they did was they called AJ Styles, who was on tour across the pond. I I can't remember if it was South Africa or in South America. They flew him on a private jet so many hours to get to this pay-per-view, and they brought out AJ to take on Finn Balor. 
Now, Mm -hmm. wrestling fans got excited for that because of the Bullet Club and uh, the Bullet Club there with Finn Balor being the Bullet Club, AJ Mm -hmm. being the Bullet Club, but not at the same time. And they that that was the match of the year. Yeah, that was a good match. I remember that. Now that you say that, heck of a match. Yeah, it was a hell of a match. I mean, that's your two star powers right there. I mean. AJ and Finn Balor, that's that's a main event at WrestleMania all day long. All day but, long. Uh, yeah, all day long. That's, that's, that's a main event. But uh, now it's, we don't know what's going to happen. I, and I tell you what, the Elimination Chamber is coming up. Let's see what the Elimin- Elimination Chamber has to bring to us. Uh, shoot, I have no idea. Do y'all? What a stupid pay-per-view that is. It's completely pointless. <laughs> yep, it is. It, it's pointless. Uh, me being all negative. <laughs> well, no, 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 not really. You're not being negative. You're being truthful. Because let, let, let's be honest, guys. It's not the WWE when you're watching Raw or you're watching SmackDown, you're watching a pay-per-view, and you see people on TV, on TVs all over the place. It's not the real fans. So, yeah, it, it's not It's not really what we want to see. And, and, and yeah, and right now, especially right now with like the whole, you know, no fans and stuff like that. Like, why even, why even waste your time with it? Because of TV, TV contracts. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They got to come up with. Uh, I mean, they got this big contract with USA and Fox. They've got to uh, bring a product in there, and why uh, a pay per view? Uh, because money. they got uh, money, <laughs> and they got to have pro- they got to have something for the network to survive, and and that brings up a good point, guys, about the WWE network. It is. Oh, it is, we were going to talk about this, and we haven't talked about this yeah, yet. It is being changed over. I guess the network is going away. That's the best way I can and say mm-hmm. it, and that everything is going to be going over to a streaming service called Peacock. Now, that's owned by Comcast and NBC because Comcast Xfinity owns NBC Universal. So if you are a Comcast customer, then if uh, there's a certain tier that you're getting Peacock for free. Now, if you're not a Comcast customer, and I'm not, I, I, I'm still speaking without perfect knowledge here, I believe you can get P- Comcast, uh, excuse me, Peacock with a commercials for $4.99 a month, which will include the WWE network. But if you don't want commercials, then it's the regular cost of $9.99 a month. So I have Peacock. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's part of my Comcast service. The slowest piece of crap out there. It is ridiculously slow to try to navigate. It will make you as frustrated as frustration can be. I tried uh, I tried nav- navigating it the other day, and I gave up. I just, I, I was trying to see some of the things they had on their TV shows, and you'd hit one button and wait and buffer. Then hit another, wait and buffer. I've been watching, I've been watching Parks and Rec on Peacock, and it didn't seem to be too bad. Well, it's not the program we- itself. It's, it's the navigation that drove me crazy. Okay. But are you using are you using it through your cable 
provider? Or are you using like a Roku device or a? No, I, I have I have com I have Comcast. Okay, um, I have yeah, I have so the Comcast we service. Have, we don't can, use can... cable at my house. Uh, we just have internet, uh -huh. and so we just use a Roku and stream everything. And I I I buy. I guess I should you know it's about the same price as cable because we buy I buy the WWE network. We buy HBO Max now because of um, the DC network's gone, and HBO Max is worth the money it's got a lot of good stuff on it can i can i can i break yeah, for just can i break yeah, it for a second? Yeah. uh guys Absolutely. i'm sorry i i got five five got five percent on my phone left and okay. i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to cut off from here because i'm about to drop y'all here oh no problem so, you uh, be guys, careful this will be my, okay. this will be my uh, good night to everybody uh i've got to do the covid test uh, the, the vaccines in the morning and it was fun being on trump of the trash and it's time for me to hit the hay Good night, everybody. Uh, Zane, uh, Uncle David, it was a, it was an honor to be on the the show, and I've got to keep going. Sorry, guys. Thanks. See you, brother. See you, Chris. Yep. Be you safe tomorrow. Yep. All right. Bye. Okay, so you you do streaming services instead of the cable. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm not yeah, going to so ask you how much you're paying, but I saw a figure the other day that the average person that uses streaming services is paying almost a hundred dollars a month for streaming services. Um, you know, I'll bet you I'm close to fifty. I mean, it it it's it, um, it would be about the equivalent of a of of having cable. Uh -huh. uh, but the thing is, is I get a la carte. I can if I don't want to watch HBO Max, I go over to Netflix. If uh -huh. I don't want to watch Netflix, I go to the Disney. You know, so it, it, I guess it's it's all about you know perspective and how you how you want to justify spending your money i mean i've never been a huge cable tv fan because uh -huh. it's expensive and i and i always hated that you couldn't have an a la carte option right. you know you had to buy you have to have have cnn in order to have cable and that pisses me off <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well you know i will totally agree with you as we're off the subject of pro wrestling but uh, i think cable is going to have to change a little bit to let you pick and choose which channels because if you want the sports tier which i'm big into live sports you're gonna have to get like the home shopping network and qvc yeah. which i'm never gonna buy anything off that crap you know yeah and and i agree with you that being a little bit more a la carte will help uh cable tv but i'm starting to worry that there's going to be so many streaming services that they're going to start dropping like flies. D uh, the DIY streaming service just started. Paramount is getting ready to start one. CBS has one, and now Peacock has you know theirs. I don't know if ABC has a service. You know what? There's so many out there, and it just drives my me. Speculation okay. is, my speculation, my speculation is, you'll start to see them combine. Correct. And I don't know why, you know, I think that everybody was trying, everybody's kind of like .com, uh, you know, deal. Like, like um, Discovery used to be part of Amazon Prime. Right. And then they broke away from Amazon Prime and went and started their own Discovery channel thing. It's like 10 bucks a month and you get all this stuff for Discovery. And right. that kind of sucks for me because I loved the Discovery channel. But I would speculate that you'll start seeing them come back to to places like, like Hulu and, and – and things like that. I, I That's my thought. I don't know. Well, I think you're seeing that a little bit of that already with the Disney uh, uh, streaming service. Yes. yes. Because when Disney first came out, they were saying just Disney, 
And now if you get the Disney Plus, I think you get Hulu, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Yeah. and you get ESPN yeah. streaming and a couple of other ones. So, you know, it's just people are just going to have to figure out where and why and how they're going to spend their entertainment dollars because I think we've all found out in the last few months because we have to stay at home that we, we, we've got to look more at our, our little squawk box for our entertainment uh, each and every day. We're trying to find things to entertain us. Well, and you know what's interesting too, and it could be that, you know, you could relate this back to wrestling too, you know, is because the WWE was essentially the first ones to do this. Exactly. With the network. They, they can't, you know, all, all, all the the block the blockbuster movies are are hitting streaming services, and so you know you'll still have the theatrical releases, but the theaters are becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. I mean, there's a lot of theater companies that are, are basically bankrupt right oh, now. They are going to struggle the so WWE, much. WWE, yeah, it sucks because I love to go to the movie theaters, but the WWE was the first ones to do that, dude. They were the first ones to. Everybody was like, what? You guys are crazy to go away from pay-per-view and, and only charge 10 bucks a month. But they must have seen some sort of a long-term gain in, hey, if we get several million subscribers at 10 bucks a month, that's better than several thousand to buy a $50 pay-per-view. Well, you know, uh, earlier, I think it was about maybe three, maybe four years ago now, I was a special guest on KVNU's For the People uh, talking about wrestling. And uh, one of our big fans out there, Jason, talked to me about the network. And he was saying how uh, the WWE Network was instrumental in the development of pay-per-view. And now the streaming service. And I had figures and stuff about the streaming service that were astounding. And I said, that's the way things are going to be going. And that was a couple of years ago. And now how many streaming services are out there? Some are free. Some are not, you know. I have Pluto on my phone because I love Mystery Science Theater 3000. And, you know, I, that's the reason I have Pluto on my phone. It's free. That's awesome. And, by the way, I have met yeah. Joel Hodgkins of Mystery Science Theater, the man who, who created the show, and I interviewed him on my radio program. So, really? Yes, that's I did. So cool. Yeah, it was awesome. That is a great was so, show, dude. I love that show. show. The, feature, the feature film. They did. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Mystery Science Theater three thousand has had some of those Mexican uh, movies that uh, that starred um, oh that Mexican mass wrestler that was so huge. Now that they've used a couple of those in uh, in the Mystery Science Theater three thousand. So and, oh, and it has wrestling and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, that's off subject. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. That's but it okay. is. It is on subject, but it's not on subject, you know, because well, yeah, we're talking about because, the network. Yeah, and, and like I said, <laughs> the WWE was the first one to do it. The, 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 the kid's yelling in the back and he's playing Mario, dude. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, you know, you and I even think we even kind of scratched our heads at that when the WWE Network came out and we were like, what in the world? They're going to do pay-per-views for? Because we even said that. I said, I said, no, oh, that ten bucks a month is worth it for the pay-per-views alone. That's man. why I did it. And and um, I, I'll be interested to see. Um, I wonder if the whole move to Peacock, if they'll still have 
creative control or if that or if they'll have to I that's what interest that's what I would worry about is is if I don't but I don't think Vince would let any creative control go do you no he he's not selling uh, Chris Chris before we went on was talking about he he had been hearing that Vince was wanting to sell WWE I don't think that's going to happen and I don't think as a, a programmer uh, for the Peacock Network, you're going to try to exert creative control over the WWE. Where you're going to get control over the WWE is stockholders. People like yourself, yeah. Zane Peterson, yeah, a stockholder of WWE. You know, and you know what I am, Dave? I'm one of those jerks that uses Robin Hood that tries to go against the big Wall Street executives. <laughs> Now that 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 brings up a point from NXT. I don't know if you saw it or not during the program the other night, Sunday night, but with Cameron Grimes, they they had him missing for a couple of months, and he comes back and he's a rich man now. He's got all the money in the moon. Oh yeah, I because that. That because he he invested in GameStop with Robin Hood. <laughs> How funny. <laughs> and then what he invested some of that money into Bitcoin. And it was, it's, I mean, it's taking, MK Bandit one time told me, he says, when you're coming up with storylines, you want to make them current and something that is relevant. And how relevant is that for Cameron Grimes? To the moon, baby! <laughs> that, was, that was a funny, that was a funny segment. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's great stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on out there right now. It'll be, um, you know, it'll be an interesting, interesting, you know, when we talked to to Dewey, he talked about that, you know, referee Dewey, he said that you're going to start seeing streaming stuff. And it's cool, and it's sad, you know. I mean, look at the evolution of everything in the last, you know, even even since you were young dave i mean it, like the the mid-south wrestling and the territories and stuff it's gone right and that's sad but it makes way for a an interesting new product you know with the wwe that can access basically every household in in and in, 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 in countries i mean did you ever think when you were a kid that that you would see uh, the WWE or, or a professional wrestling going to Saudi Arabia. No. And having, uh, you know, women wrestle there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so for, I guess like they say, whenever, when one door closes, another one opens because it's opened a whole nother, uh, you know, a whole nother realm of, of wrestling. And, and even down to our local promotions, you know, with streaming, I mean, how how accessible now is is I mean, you can get on YouTube and watch uh, professional wrestling from probably any state in the union. Exactly. Right now, worldwide, and, if and, you want to get down to it. Yeah, exactly, and 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 so the streaming, while it's 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 that's an interesting avenue, you know, to where things are going, and it's. I think I can't remember. Was it MK or somebody we talked to said that YouTube and stuff is key for these, you know, independent, um, 
independent type companies. Yeah, I think it was MK that said that. And then we talked to it with Dewey Dewey about that too. Um and you know, you can you can catch highlights from Impact because uh, I don't have access TV. Uh although there's might be movement in that aspect from what I understand, but you can also uh, watch some highlights from New Japan. There's all kinds of stuff that you can get. Devotion is on YouTube. Devotion is on the Fight TV app. And yeah, how many cool. I mean you can get you can get the promotion out of uh out of Houston to watch uh um Booker T's promotion, his his wrestling school. There's all kinds of little things like that. There's uh, a wrestling promotion out of Tennessee. You can watch there. Some of the stuff from different portions of Colorado and the West are available on Fight TV. Some cost money, some don't. It's a yeah. great time to yeah. be a wrestling fan. Oh, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Who says that like every show, dude? <laughs> um, uh, somebody, I just took the words out of their mouth. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's awesome. You know, Dave, it is, it really is, you know, it's a really, it's a really neat and exciting time right now because I I think that you're going to see a lot, um, if we can get the restrictions and all this stuff loosened up, I think you're going to kind of see almost like a revival on a lot of things that uh, people have maybe forgot about. Mm -hmm. And I think wrestling is going to be one of them because, you know, People over the years have have kind of let wrestling, um, you know, it, it's kind of a – it's more than a cult following, but, you know, you have to be a wrestling fan. Like the, whereas during the Attitude Era, you know, everybody was a wrestling fan. And so I think that you're going to start to see, like, um, more and more of that coming out where, where with wrestling reaching more and more homes and more and more people – being home and working from home and, and stuff like, like the whole dynamic of the country is, is going to change. And it is changing with, you know, uh, working from home and getting away from the office and, and they're finding like more productivity when people are home because they don't have to deal with the, the work drama. They can focus on their work and, and. Well, there was, um, there were some, uh, some people that, uh, um, that uh, working from home didn't work for. <clears throat> yeah, I thought it worked for you great. I thought it did too. So, but, but I mean, you, how awesome was that to, to wake up and go to your kitchen counter instead of having to wake up and go to the station? <laughs> well, I didn't see it that way. But you know that you're you're making a good point because tonight, actually, as we're recording this at this moment on my TV, being recorded is Young Rock. Now, this takes the story of Rocky Johnson, The Rock, uh, and his dad and his family from the time The Rock was like 10 years old. They have three different uh, wrestlers, excuse me, three different uh, actors portraying The Rock at different ages, and they're bringing in a character, uh, an actor to play Randy Macho Man Savage, one to play Andre the Giant, one to play Vince McMahon, at these different stages of The Rock's life, telling stories of professional wrestling. And Dwayne said that he was happy because it was going to show people more of the behind the scenes and how wrestling yeah. is actually very much a family affair and how wrestlers telling stories and, and how they interact with fans. 
And I got the first one recording right now. It's on NBC. I can't wait to see it. I just can't. Uh, how awesome. And, then, you know, um, and it's interesting to see, like, you know, like um, Chris Helmsworth uh, is doing that Hulk Hogan biopic. Oh, yeah. And, and, and dude, talk about stats, man. <laughs> to get up to the 24-inch python. Uh-huh. Um, I saw the other day that his stunt double is having a hard time keeping up with his weight game. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the, I, I think it's going to be on stars or show or showtime. There's one that's called uh, heels. It is Stephen Amell ta- and he's, it's a wrestling show where he is having a, a promotion that's going up against his brother, also a wrestler. And there was big social media uh, flack about him wearing a crimson mask and putting that on social media. So there's stories about wrestling coming out. Then you've got Vice TV, Viceland, with their behind-the-scenes that shows the darker side of wrestling, too. I think people are going to start seeing wrestling as more of an entertainment than the people yeah. always saying, you know what's just fake, don't you? I hate when people yeah. say that to me. Yeah, fake. Uh, yeah, Pete Dunn and Finn Balor. That was oh, super fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. God. Yeah. Oh, I I remember one of those. I just remember one of the moves where he was. They he did something on the on the outside of the ring. He put like he did. I can't remember the exact move, but and Pete uh, Pete Dunn or I don't remember that they landed on the floor on the outside of the ring, and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Dave, you know, it, it really is going to be an interesting year, and hopefully 2021 isn't 2020 redo. Yeah, I, mean, I agree with that. You know, it's gotta be, there's got to be some positivity, and, and even if it's just the movement and the gain in professional wrestling getting more mainstream, then I guess that's kind of a win. Well, I, I, hear, I hear his voice in the background, your son, Jackson. <laughs> you have got to tell the story of what happened at oh. the end of NXT TakeOver with Adam Cole. Go ahead and tell. This is a great story, guys. So, so we were watching NXT TakeOver, and my kid's just freaking out, you know. Uh, you know, he was super into that that, uh, that match, do Finn Balor, and, and <laughs> super into that match. And, uh, you know, so when the match ends, and, uh, you know, Finn Balor's getting his butt whipped by Pete Dunne's goons. I don't know what do they call those dudes. I don't. I don't oh, Oni Larkin and uh, yeah, they're the tag champions right now. Yeah. Yeah, but they were, and and they came out and they were whooping on Finn Balor and mm-hmm. you know and my kids like somebody needs to call security. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here comes Adam Cole and and you know they get out there and they rescue. Finn Balor and and you know stand up there and then Adam Cole super kicks him right in the mouth and my kid was like, what, what? <laughs> He's like, he was so pissed. He's like that big jerk, that big meanie. He's like somebody needs to call security and get him out of there. And he called him a traitor. What you said to me. I loved it. Uh, that made me laugh you know, out loud that Sunday night. So it, 
that's what it's all about, man. It's it's all about you know seeing that, you know. And I think that's like, like Tombstone Jesus and a lot of those guys have said that, like you know, the smile on fans' faces and and being able to come out and be somebody else for a moment and let it all go hmm. and being able to entertain, you know, that really speaks a lot of volume with, you know, especially with today with like depression and and things running wild with people and trying to escape reality and, and trying to find alternate ways of escaping reality without resulting towards drugs or towards, you know, things that may not be the best, you know, professional wrestling is a great outlet for, for performers and fans. Man. Well, you know, Zane, I'm, I'm going to tell a personal story here about the day I lost my job. Okay. And you remember, I was upset. I was one upset pro wrestling fan. It happened on a Wednesday. And it was, you know, when you lose your job and you lose a source of income, you are down. And I remember, yeah, I was absolutely devastated by losing my job. Then it turned to 6 o'clock Wednesday night, and I went into the living room, turned on the TV with my wife, and watched all elite wrestling. And it made me smile for two hours and made me forget about what happened earlier that day. And it meant a lot to me to be able to just lose myself in watching those performers. And if anybody has any connections with all elite, you know, I thank them. I mean, that was an important thing for me to go through that day. Yeah, how cool was that, man? How was cool awesome. was that? You know, and, and and I love, you know, like meeting up with you at DCW. You know, it's a little harder for us be being in the and so we have to find a, a way to get to the central part of the state so that we could both meet up, you yeah. know. And so, you know, here's two friends meeting up and, and wrestling's bringing us together. Yeah. You know, that's pretty neat. It is. It's pretty and by the way, um, Tombstone has been getting some nationwide publicity on on Twitter. There was somebody who tweeted out something about Tombstone Jesus, talking about him being over in the state of Utah and how good a yeah. performer he is and how he could headline anywhere around the country. And I think Tombstone is that kind of talent. He has that kind of charisma about him. And now I've oh, been in touch with I've been in touch with Tombstone. Because he put on his Facebook page the front page of a comic book. And, you know, I love my comic books. And I said, dude, is that going to be available? And he said, yeah. And I said, wow. And he says, there are a lot of exciting things coming. So I've invited him to be on the podcast with us again when he's ready to announce whatever he's got working in, in the works right now. And if you've never seen Tombstone Jesus... Go to Devotion Championship Wrestling on YouTube or look him up. He's got his own YouTube uh, channel. He's just got this charisma about him. And, uh, and besides that, he's one heck of a nice guy. I really, and I dude, really How could you not love a guy that's invented his own genre of music? <laughs> <laughs> Mountain metal. <laughs> you know, him and Cameron Grimes would get along so well. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dave, what a wonderful conversation tonight. My gosh. I mean, uh, you know, we bounced around a little bit, but we covered a lot of ground in a short time. And, yes, we did. And we brought up a lot of interesting topics to lead us into more discussions, you know, for for further episodes. And 
and just keep them coming, man. Keep the ideas coming. And, and if any fans, if anybody on the show wants to hear us talk about something, send Dave or myself a message or, or post it on the Facebook page or follow us on Twitter or I'll, or I'll take it whatever. one step. I'll take it one step further than that. If one of the fans wants to be on the show with us, we welcome you. We welcome you. We want it to be a show for fans by fans. So absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what a wonderful night, Dave, and I hope that you have a wonderful night yourself, and, and let's keep the good good vibes going with professional wrestling. Let's not let 2021 be a redo. <laughs> yeah. Well, you take care of yourself and take care of that boy. Make sure he watches more wrestling. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Those guys look big and mean. I think they want to hurt us. What do you call that, a flying springboard knee to the face? Oh, that works. I like to hurt people. Pretending to wrestle is the most fun in the whole world. The thoughts and opinions heard on the proceeding program are not necessarily those of an intelligent human being. If you don't agree with them, get your own dang pod. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And in the immortal words of Ric Flair, Woo! Do the table. Well, you know what, Zane? I have passed already two kidney stones by the time you've gotten here, so <laughs> let's get this going. Wow. <laughs> my goodness. How uh, bad that was extremely enjoyable. Oh, my hole. Oh, my hole. Oh, my hole. <laughs> yeah. The original trash head. Hi, Jen, uh, Chris. <laughs> Jen, uh, Chris. If I, wanted, if I wanted your opinion, I'd give it to you. <laughs> hey, that yeah. sounds like a liberal. Oh, oh, I didn't say that, so. Oh, what a bow. An AWE uh, championship belt. AEW. I always do that, don't I? AEW. AEW. I always should just call them all elite. Like, there's. uh, They. uh, I mean, like. Yeah. They're taking the words right out of your mouth. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Oh. You took the words right out of my mouth. Who <laughs> says that like every show, dude? <laughs> um, uh, somebody, I just took the words out of their mouth. That's, uh... Correct. Somebody needs to call security. <laughs>